Hello and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you're joined by myself, Drew, my dear, dear friends, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He was trying to watch the Snyder Cut, but he's ended up hooked on Tom and Jerry instead. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? Um, I'm quite well, to be honest. Just quickly, did you mention my name? I can't remember if you mentioned my name. I think you just said Bianca. I may have been... Did you? I thought he said Bianca. I don't know if he said Phil. I heard Bianca in here, Phil. Anyway, but you I'm know what? It's because I'm a special it? one. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> However... <laughs> But, but you asked, no, it's No, 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 we're going to keep going. But I have to say, though, um, you asked me how I am. I'm very well, thank you, because I'm very, very excited for a certain person's punishment. Uh, what is this punishment for? So, I think Don't the reason why <laughs> Drew wanted to restart is because he's trying to delay the fact that a couple weeks ago, he said, he who must not be named. The previous he who must be shamed, you mean. He must be shamed. But yeah, he said the name of the previous administration. And uh, we made a rule after the previous administration left the previous administration. <laughs> to not say the previous administration's <laughs> name anymore. <laughs> yes. um, by instead replacing it with the previous administration. Yes. Now, um, that meant that... Um, so we, we said something on the show along the lines of what we'd get if one of us said it. We, we thought we, that's a terrible idea and we'd rather have some sort of punishment that would happen on an episode. We finally got to that point where we've come up with a punishment... We want to make them relevant to the person. And we want to make them random so that no one will ever suspect their punishment. Yes, we'll be able to prepare for it. True. Are you ready for your punishment? Yes, let's go. So, so last night, yeah. I bought an excellent t-shirt, which you might see just bundled up sitting next to me now, Drew. Um, <laughs> and we asked you to list all the characters that are on the shirt. It's a 90s Nickelodeon shirt. And it has a whole range of characters on it. Now, Drew, first, first question: Do you remember who was on there? Yes or no? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Second question: Do you think you can work the name of every single person on that list <laughs> just casually into conversation throughout the entirety of the episode today? <laughs> that's not one of that you have to answer. That's because that's, <laughs> that's a punishment. <laughs> Think about it, Drew. Think about who was well, on Well, now there. I'm now I'm concerned because I could have had an easy in if I had said your name, Phil, before. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There's the first one. There's the first one. <laughs> Look at that. You, you that's won. the easy one. Yeah, we didn't even think about that. We no, gave him no, one for free. That's really clever, Drew. But I'm just scared he's going to throw out the whole episode, just take pauses and then come up with an excellent little thing like that, which I will accept. Yeah, that's accepted. If you have to think about it, it's fine. Um, look, this intro has mm-hmm. gone on long enough. Um, I think, though, Bianca, you're well, though? I'm well. I'm just really excited we have a new setup this week, which is why I think we all sound really great, because we can all sit on couches and each have our own mics We all week. have our own mics. This is excellent. And it's Drew, so much fun. Besides the um, the obvious, obvious punishment, how are you doing? I'm actually, aside from the punishment, <laughs> I'm <laughs> very, very excited because we are one week out from the Snyder Cut, and... I am the only one of the three of us who is stupidly Boo. pumped for this thing. <laughs> yeah, it kind of true, kind of true. I'm a massive fan of DC Comics, but I'm just not a fan of Snyder's work, so you know what about. Well, that's fine. Hey, but look, on this episode, okay, then in that case, um, we've got the Snyder Cut um, to discuss today, but um, we've also got um, just some background on anti-vaxxers. We think being a... <laughs> uh, ne- next week, 
basically this episode is is one of part one of two in that next week is one year on from coronavirus as well as the snyder cut so this week we're going to give some background on one half of the coronavirus which is anti-vaxxers um as well as one half of the snyder cut which is some background info but maybe we should uh, jump straight into um the snyder cut team yes yes what do we think? yep love it okay and remember drew you have to list a lot of nickelodeon stars cartoons but come on let's go okay anyway he doesn't on with the show i know (laughs) this is a horrible horrible punishment but now Um, we know this is the precedent and and we will never say his name again (laughs) yes at least not on this show anyway on with the show (laughs) so next week warner brothers and hbo max will be releasing Zack snyder's justice league now, I'm sure many of you will recall that we already had a Justice League movie come out about four years ago. But to understand what this release is, we're going to have to go back four years to explain exactly what happened. Okay, yes. so I can help out there for a bit of it. Um, yep. So four years ago, well, no, five, six, five, six years ago, Zack Snyder made Batman versus Superman. And he went into production with most of the same cast and crew to make the Justice League movie. Um by all accounts, it was a pretty straightforward process. However, there were concerns from uh, Warner Brothers uh, yeah. about going into it because no one quite liked the Man of Steel or BVS. There was it was getting quite well panned by a lot of critics and moviegoers. A lot of people expected a lot of things from a movie like that, and it really didn't deliver anything at all, other than disappointment. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't great views coming out and you got to remember that this is the uh this was the dc's version of trying to make the mcu so the mcu is massive Mm. this was what they were trying to do with it man of steel bbs did not get that great of a uh what do you call it welcome into the cinema yes um so just and they were all really pretty worried that justice league was gonna have the same kind of issues um so this was amplified by the fact that they re- the studio, Warner Brothers, really wanted to deliver a great movie because they were in the talks with AT&T. Was it just the talks or were they confirmed to get with AT&T? No, think- so AT&T were already buying them out. It was all confirmed. Okay, so it was all confirmed. It was in the process yep. of happening, all the sales and changing over. And so once principal photography wrapped up, several cuts were shown to the studio and the executive noted that the tone was dramatically light, lighter and more hopeful than the predecessors of Man of Steel and BVS. Um, but that being said, they were considered they were pretty concerned because they thought the movie was unwatchable. That's yeah. a pretty That's harsh a thing to say. Something's unwatchable. I yeah. <laughs> they, look. It was a four-hour cut of a movie. Not that. That wasn't. Really? That wasn't a four-hour cut. That was. He presented multiple different cuts at different run times for them that were shown to the studio executives. Yeah, I read that too. Uh, executives, friends and family. Um, but they weren't They weren't running this ridiculous padded four-hour version. It was just what would have gone to the cinema. All right, so what happened next? All right, so the studio decided to bring in Avengers director and comic book writer Joss Whedon. Is Joss Whedon the one that's in trouble? now for something yes 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 what did he do well (laughs) what didn't he do he (laughs) 
<laughs> he it came out that he was a bit of an abuse. He is a bit of an abusive dick as the director. Right. Um, a, it started off with Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in Justice League, came out and I completely forgot that Cyborg was even in Justice League. To be honest, <laughs> well, that's the point. So apparently, in Snyder's original script, Cyborg had this massive role, right, and an emotional story. And arc. A, yeah, and right. then in Joss Whedon's, he was kind of put down to comic relief and a bit of like fan service because Cyborg became a massive character mm. because of the Teen Titans TV show. Yeah, and right. in the TV show, he has a catchphrase called Booyah. Yeah. And he says it in the Joss Whedon cut, but he was never supposed to say it in the Snyder cut. And it was all like... A it big... feels weird when you hear it. I, I went back and rewatched it today and it was so weird to hear it. It feels yeah. out of So place. then after... I'm tempted to watch it before... Rewatch it again before you watch this. Don't do it. Well, that. after Fisher came <laughs> out... After Fisher came out and was like, um, Joss Whedon is a dick, mm. people from uh, Buffy and Angel, after Charisma Carpenter, who was in Buffy and Angel, mm. came out and said, yep, Joss Whedon is a dick, I believe that, because he was a dick to me. Yeah. Other people were coming out. And I think the most concerning part is that the girl who played the sister of Buffy, whose name I can't remember. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg came out and said, yeah, there was a general rule. There was a rule on Buffy that Joss Whedon was never allowed to be alone with me. She was like 14 at the oh time. Oh my God, what the hell? So Good. that's creepy. Very Good. creepy. But um, yeah, sorry, Drew, continue. So anyway, um, they brought Whedon in to polish the script and assist with the reshoots. In addition to that, the head of Warner Brothers at the time had mandated that the film not exceed two hours <laughs> and that it still had to meet its initial deadline. Now, how that do, was... How do you redo the entire thing and keep it... Okay. Yep. Well, well, it wasn't necessarily redoing. It was just... It, reshoots are scheduled into a production. That's mm. how the businesses run these days. But it, the reason they had to keep to the um to the deadline was so that all the executives could still maintain their bonuses for the end of year how ridiculous is that yeah yeah right and again because they were freaking out the at&t was going to shut them down if they didn't deliver the picture anyway initially snyder was open to letting we didn't contribute to the rewrites however he did become a bit resistant to it as the studio kept giving Whedon more directing privileges Mm. Which is a very weird thing to give someone who's yeah. like a creative consultant. You give but them more and more control. Yeah. Anyway, a Snyder and his family were um, dealing with the death of his daughter at the time. He decided that conversations about the matter simply weren't worth it. Mm. Um, Snyder was expected to shoot Whedon's rewritten scenes and the two of them were working together to appease the studio when... Snyder's daughter had committed suicide. Um, that was what a what rough around... thing to. What I mean, okay, okay, it's rough because that's a shit thing to have to deal with on its own. Yeah, but it's also a shit thing to have to deal with when basically you're starting to become more and more like aware that someone's coming in to kind of step on your shoes or take over. From yeah, you. it's shit at work. And There's just no because wasn't he doing it as like an escape or something? Like was wasn't wasn't Snyder carrying on with this after his daughter's death yeah. kind of like as an escape yeah so so she passed away in march of 2017 and snyder continued on for about two months before he and his wife deborah who 
was one of the producers on the film they they just hit the point mm. and just went up no, we're done yeah um they'd already shot the film it was in post-production and they just needed to retreat and mm. be together as a family so question he thought that at this point joss whedon was just gonna stitch together the last bits of it yep yeah okay yep just complete, shoot, shoot the complete post-production yep. and that yep. sort of stuff yep so that was the goal anyway so once he stepped down they gave it full control over to joss whedon um and Zack snyder retained his director's credit yep how did he get to hold on to the thing well how much wasn't there like a massive rewrite of the whole thing in this post-production phase well yeah so whedon wrote nearly 80 new pages and they were added to the script what's in, what's 80 pages of script worth 80 well, minutes yeah so, so it's, it's a page a minute page a minute page a minute yeah but hang on how the hell is this but if the movie is two so, hours long, so, what's so left? only about 10 percent of snyder's footage remained in the final product um, they even got rid of the composer who is Tom Holkenborg. You know him better as Junkie XL. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't he Junkie XL? Yeah. Who's Junkie XL? You don't know Junkie XL? Oh, never mind. Okay. Just, uh, just anyway. Didn't um, Elvis remix? I probably do, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, he, had a, he had completed the score for the film, um, but then, yeah, Whedon just scrapped it and replaced it in with Danny Elfman. What a, what a change. Why, why is that, what's Whedon doing? Why is he going, you know what? I know best. So the new scenes that Whedon shot all were all like quite more brighter and had a lot more humor and less violence. So I guess like Avengers-esque. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel-ish. Marvel-ish. More Marvel-ish. Why is DC halfway through the production of a movie, and in fact three quarters of the way through a production of a movie, now saying, actually let's be more like Marvel? What I find interesting is actually it wasn't even just about three quarters away into the movie. Mm. It was the third movie into what they were trying to accomplish. Of a five movie arc. Yeah. What a wrong time to do it. Um, what on earth kind of illogical... Yeah. Yep. Whedon also removed about 90 minutes of extra footage to get to the mandated runtime. As one does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it got made. Um, critics wound up describing it as a Frankenstein film. It got released November 17, 2017. If you recall, Phil, when we went to see it and the credits began to roll, we were, we were pretty meh about the film. Yeah, it was um, a bit... Just we, a bit. Did I see it with you two? I don't remember. You may have. I just remember us getting up and going, oh, not good, not bad, not good. Like It, it, it just... But we could tell straight away it mm. felt like two different filmmakers had made it. The, the inconsistency was rife. I just think it... I just didn't enjoy it because i think it was just felt like they were trying too hard uh, I, I i look i from what i can remember of it because it, again i can barely remember the film um i just found it a little bit all over the place um i didn't know whether it was meant to be serious or whether it was meant to be not serious i mean i think that the comic comic relief in there didn't feel right almost because i expect unless it's a movie like shazam which was literally the whole thing was you know felt very Nickelodeon-esque kind of thing where that's kind of a light-hearted sort of taken it almost like a kids TV show kind of thing I expected that from Shazam but from something like um, DC movies which are so dark I was almost caught off guard by how light it was but what I liked about 
like Shazam. In, in scenes. What I liked about Shazam is that it was very lighthearted, but it dealt with a lot of pretty, pretty harsh topics in a really good way. Kind of mm. reminded me of a Pixar film like that. Yeah. Like the fact yeah. that he was abandoned. Yes. He didn't really want to belong at any orphanage yep. or any home. He kept running away. Um, there's a disabled kid in it who mm. just keeps going no mm. matter what, even though he is insanely jealous of the superhero character. Yeah. And you can tell that throughout because that's the, basically did, the plot. Did we see Shazam together? Or, or was it Justice League? We saw one of them together and I don't I remember which like one. I feel like it was maybe Shazam. I think it was Shazam. Yeah. Maybe it could have been Shazam. That um, mm. But look, after the film was released, um, fans pretty much immediately started to petition to release the Snyder Cut. I'm actually pretty sure the first mm. petition that started was by this Japanese girl. Because I remember watching the um, premiere of the Snyder Cut is going to be released at DC Fandom. Mm. And they interviewed her. Zack Snyder interviewed her as part of one of the presentations. I remember seeing that. Um, yes. So the pr- original petition gained 180,000 signatures. Uh, the movement, which used the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Began before there was even a confirmation to the fans that there was a Snyder Cut. Yeah, like, they, no one even knew that it existed before they started this petition. They just assumed. Um, many of the members of the cast and crew actually got involved as well. Like, Jason Moa was a big, big fan huge. of it. As was Ray Fisher. Yeah. And his... Um, his videos... So, like, they've been doing promos for each of the main heroes... Mm-hmm. His promo got released yesterday and it basically drowned out any noise in DC Twitter. It was the only thing you could see and Mm. he was the main runner of that. So, But then then how the hell does it go from that to kind of... How does it go from fans kind of wanting this thing to happen in the background there's something going on, sure. But then how does it get to the point where now there's a bloody four-hour thing coming out? Well... (sighs) Look, you had the you had the cast and the crew, and just many people in that community were showing their support. And that lasted over the last few years. That never stopped from when the Whedon cut which had gotten released. Which, funnily enough, the fans were calling it the Justice League. <laughs> uh, anyway, Justice. Yeah, yeah. You can give me about that. Sorry, I just kind of I got it, but then I got, it kind of built on me. Sorry, the Justice League. Um, but look, it, it was um, it was being brought up over and over again. It it died down a little bit, but then it got a bit of a resurgence in early 2019, um, which then swiftly followed in March of that year when Zack Snyder finally confirmed that not only did his original cut exist, but that it was up to Warner Brothers to simply release it. Then in December of that year, Snyder posted a video to his Vero account showing oh, boxes Vero. with tapes labeled ZSJL Director's Cut with the caption, Is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Um, Vero is a another social media platform that Zack Snyder uses quite frequently. I've never heard of it in my life. Yeah. I guess a guy like Zack Snyder would be on something like that. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Weirdly, I, I agree. I thought the same. <laughs> um, look, according to Snyder, he'd initially imagined that his cut would never see a release, but that snippets may be included in a documentary at some point. Um, what Rob- kind of documentary was he expecting? I don't know. Like, 
they, they maybe one day they they talk about the film that almost was but yeah. never got made. You know, like um, like Tim Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage's Superman movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The kind of thing where they okay, yeah, they discuss it but not yeah what it was where they just show bits of what was done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Robert Greenblatt, who was at the time the Warner Media chairman and the head of HBO Max. Sorry, I've just completely lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no, it's all right. That was head of HBO. Ah, yeah, yeah. Head of HBO Max stated that discussions surrounding the release of Snyder's Justice League had begun in late 2019 and that they'd lasted a few months. The studio. They were discussing it back in back in 2019. In late 2019, so. Like, when Snyder's putting up that thing to his Vero account, that's when the conversations yeah. had begun. Um, the studio had approached Snyder to release his cut unfinished as he'd had it, but he had, he objected to do it and mm. and basically said, either let me finish it or we're not putting it out. Mm. But then it took Warner Brothers a few months before... They originally shot that down. They were like, no, nah, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, they, they just <laughs> sat there going, oh, no. Um until they they finally figured out that Snyder actually wanted to give what give the audience what they wanted and do the do it correctly uh, but according to Snyder Warner Media decided to move forward with the cut in February 2020 after chairman Toby Emmerich acknowledged the release the Snyder Cup movement and reached out to Snyder himself um that was just before he so that all happened and then didn't he then have the Man of Steel Justice League, Man of Steel watch party yeah. on Vero or whatever it is? And then that was May 2020-ish. Yep. And then uh, after that, he announced that it was going to be released. And I remember Twitter went off. They just said 2021. And then they weren't going to film anything originally. That was a part of the deal. Mm. But then they were like, well, we need to because then they got... Affleck, Cavill, and Fisher all came back last year in September to say that they were going to reshoot stuff. And then who else did they get? Heard from Aquaman 2, um, Jared Leto from Suicide Squad, and Joe Manganiello, who was supposed to have his own movie. And that all got mm-hmm. dropped this week. The fact that he was supposed to have his own movie and then it just like... Didn't. Didn't. Well, all we ever got from him was the little after-credit scene in the theatrical cut of Justice League. Yeah, but they had Snyder and him had planned this entire movie out, and then he was supposed to be in Flash, mm. and then because they jerked him around so much, he just backed off and was like, "Nah, fuck it, I don't want to do it." Um, but yeah, so he was supposed to have his own movie. They all filmed new things, and then he also filmed additional scenes with Ezra Miller, Miller but it was over Zoom. Yeah. Um, and they got the crew from the Fantastic Beasts because Fantastic Beasts is a part of Warner Brothers. Yes. And Miller was f- filming that at the time. They got the crew to Fantastic Beasts. He, um, Snyder sent all these like drawings and diagrams of how he wanted the scene to look. And the crew of Fantastic Beasts filmed it with Ezra Miller and Snyder directed it over, uh, what do you call it? Over a Zoom, Zoom. call. The hell? Yeah. It's incredible. That's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, so then... <laughs> but yeah, so I think there was Damn. about four... And oh my God. I, yeah, they did it all for four to five minutes of footage. 
Yeah. So they set up all of that for 45 minutes of footage. But then altogether, all the reshoots that they've done since last September mm. were all about $70 million in cost. Yep. But that's, look, that's covering multiple things. It's not just the reshoots. Mm. It's also, you know, for example, the fact that Snyder brought back original composer Tom Holkenburg to write the score, uh, which that's, for me personally, that's the most exciting part of all of this. I, I've made you listen to yes. some of this already because they've, they've released a little bit of it. But when he was rehired to score the film, he decided to actually restart and make a brand new score. So he didn't reuse the score he'd already written. Oh, do you know what I genuinely see happening on Twitter? What? Release the original Hulk. (laughs) Oh, I hope so. I I love what that sounds like. Yeah, I, I was really, I was thinking about it today. I'm really curious as to what it would be, but... I'm right now. I'm even remember, more curious for the new version. You've got to remember, as a musician, in the last five years, he's probably changed completely changed. Oh yeah. yeah, changed what he wants to do and how he wants it to sound. Yeah. But the current hymn is releasing fifty-four tracks with a total runtime of four hours and twenty minutes. That's perfect timing for the movie. Then, um, look, I think uh, I think yes. The, the movie will be released on HBO Max March eighteenth, twenty twenty-one. Which in for us is a week America. from America. Yes. Here as well. Australia. Oh, no, but I'm I'm saying it'll be released oh, on yes. HBO. Yes. On the March 18th, which means it'll be released here in Australia on March 19th. 18th, here. So we're getting it earlier than the US. Yeah. With the day and date, I had a look online. We're getting it 6 p.m. Thursday, March 18th. Um, on Fox. And Binge. And I have Fox. I don't know who has Binge. But if you've got Fox, that's fine. We'll watch it on that. Okay, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Because um, we are going to watch it next week. We are going to watch it next week. And we're going to gonna review and, it. And tell you all about it. And um, maybe Phil and I will watch Justice League, the first one. Before then. Before then. Okay, just well, to compare it. Let's see. I can't let's believe see. I'm going to watch it twice. I wasn't. Yeah, okay. And I've never been big on DC movies, so let's see what happens. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, but no, let's get to a commercial. Um, yep. We're going to give you our um, what the quote for this week as well, and we'll be back with some info on anti-vaxxers. Excellent. This is an ad for Plain White TP. You'll notice we have no fancy sound effects, backing track, or even additional cast, because our bottom line is your bottom. No bullshit. Only real shit. Yours, in fact, and we're bringing you the means to remove it. Plain White TP. Not to be confused with that band from a decade ago. The bottom line in cleaning your bottom. Ask for Plain White TP in your local supermarket today. And now it's time for What the Quote. Uh, Drew, do you have last week's quote? I do indeed. It went something a little like this. My name is Kevin. I'm from Queensland. And I'm here to help. If you know what that's from, obviously you are right. Because that was Kevin Rudd. We all knew it. We all knew it was Kevin. <laughs> there was Ooh. no one else it could be. Yeah, I don't, think, be I don't think there's another Kevin in Queensland. <laughs> Especially was... one that's offering to help. No, no one else is going to help. Oh, dear. Oh, what a disaster. Um, so, Phil, do you have this week's quote? Uh, I do. It goes a little something, as Drew said. Like this. Oh, that's a bingo. 
Now, for those of you out there that happen to know where that's from, please enlighten the rest of us and share it on our socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Raven, Carrier Pigeon, uh, whatever means necessary. And welcome back from the commercial break. Um, We are just sitting here waiting for Drew to finish his punishment because in the last segment, Drew, how many names did you get? I got one, but I must say I'm feeling pretty spunky now. Um, I I know that during the break there, it could have gotten a bit rough. We could have fought like cat and dog, but instead we powered through. You guys showed true support and look, it, it's been a hard couple of couple of weeks. I've been feeling like a bit of a heifer, you know. I've been eating a lot, but I, I couldn't help it. I I had to I had to lift myself out of it. But I, I think I think it's going to be okay. I, th- I think I've hit my spike, and um, oh. I'm ready to continue on. Okay. All right. So we go through no. a couple of them there. Um, we will be going through them at the end because I had to go look at the shirt and write down all the names, and we gave. We gave you a little thing. We told you there was 20 names. Yes, we did. And so far now, you have... <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five of them down. So 15 more to go, Drew. You're doing pretty good. What can I say? But um, in the meantime, <laughs> let's... um. <laughs> so funny, though. Let's talk anti-vax. <laughs> Shall we? Yes, I think we should. I think we should. Um, essentially, yeah, so... We're discussing anti-vaxxers. Um, we're also looking at kind of the rise of this movement. Um, I hate the fact that it is a movement. Can you believe it's a movement, Bianca? It's it's a very old movement. That's what I found fascinating when researching all but of this. But it's coming back with a vengeance. It's getting more and more. And, and again, like, um, I, I know that this is an issue around the world, but it's also very much an issue here in Australia. It's close to home. We know people that are part of this movement um unfortunately yeah and and look i think that one of the the reasons why this is kind of most interesting at the moment um almost relevant now is that because of um the vaccine coming up for covid we're hearing a lot of these people who are pretty um they're, they're really bringing out their dumb shittery basically um protesting and things basically against things like um having to have vaccines and everything like that you know before working and stuff basically we had that whole thing with the rugby league last year where before players could go back and play the game mm. get the season restarted players had to have the flu shot at least um and some anti-vax players didn't want to do it in the rugby league said well then you don't get to play kind of thing um i think they which i on that. think is fair completely fair that's, that's the, the the right of the organization you follow the rights of an organization I, unless I it breaks your human right i need to say like well, we'll get back to we'll get to I, it later a certain about certain person who, being banned from Twitter for not following their protocols. Correct. Previous administration. There the we previous go. Previous administration. Um. So, like, look. Okay, let's. Imagine if Drew said it again while dealing with the punishment. <laughs> I know I'd be dumber than Ren and Stimpy if I did that. Oh. Okay. okay. All yes. right. Cool. We're going. Um. Anyway, on with the show. Um, yes. <laughs> anti-vax. So let, let's start off with where are we with the vaccine? Because I think it's next week is one week, one year on. Twentieth yep. uh, of March is officially when we shut down Australia. Yep. Um. So before we get to there, mm. let's look at where we are with the vaccine, and we Which have one? a couple of vaccines. <laughs> yes. Uh, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer, and BioTech is one. Uh, thing Nova it's a Vax or whatever the, the hell it's called. Novavax yeah. and the Os- Oxford AstraZeneca. 
that's the one what, that, that's the one we're getting. But yeah. also, isn't it interesting that the Johnson and Johnson one? Yes, that Johnson and Johnson. They're the only ones that it requires just one shot. All the other ones requ- require a shot at least like three, four weeks apart. Yes. And I find it also interesting. They all have various side effects. They're just, all, they're everyone who's getting, depending on what you get, yeah. depends on when you get a rash, which yeah. is weird. Because a lot of people are reporting having a rash afterwards. Yeah. Johnson, Johnson, you'll get it immediately. All the others, there's two shots you have to take. Mm. And you'll get it after the sex shot. Se- sex shot. After the sex shot. Second shot. shot. <laughs> there yeah. you go. You don't want the sex shot. That's not no, what this is about. I, thing. I don't know why it somehow makes sense to me that AstraZeneca is the one that we went with. But I, I think for some reason I see it as having more of a presence in our country as a, as a company than many of the other ones with maybe the exception of Johnson and Johnson. Mm. I remember as a kid, I, um, we used to go through North Sydney quite a lot and AstraZeneca's Australian offices are in North Sydney and you can't miss them. Like the, the, well, mm. so just when we first started doing this, and uh, I first started looking into all the anti-vax information, mm. yeah. the Australian federal government promised to have all of Australia vaccinated by October. Um, that deadline has now been pushed back early next year because manufacturing and rollout issues. One of them being the fact that Italy block. Italy blocked Australia's shipment of 250,000 doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine last week because they were afraid that they're going to need them. Well, um, well, that whole thing is kind of crazy, uh, I think, in itself. I mean, the fact that that's literally the way Europe's working at the moment is frightening that they they rolled in this new piece of legislation at the end of last year for January, which is basically, in certain situations, if the, the, if the EU needs something... And it's something being manufactured in the EU to be exported. The EU can decide to stop that from being exported. And they used this and it happened to be the first case they used it happened to be against Australia. I think that was planned because of the fact that AstraZeneca Mm. specifically Mm. told the EU, we can't sell anymore to you. We need to start selling to other countries as well. Well, yeah. it was, or it something was, along those lines. There, there was, there was, a, there was a, um, something happened to a batch of vaccines, which meant that the EU's um, assigned amount was no longer able to be fulfilled. That had nothing to do with Australia. It had nothing to do with the, the UK. It had nothing to do with America. It had nothing to do with anyone else other than, unfortunately, the batch that was for the EU got um, contaminated or, or became uh, unusable. Um, I don't think not it's, put it in the fridge or something. Uh, was basically I, I don't know. so. How how did they have the power to withhold it? Well, that's because the laws that the EU wrote up. In. Okay, it's manufactured but in the in the EU. So it's a Swedish. It's not just it's a, a UK company. It's yeah. also a Swedish company. So the Swedish arm of it yeah. keeps it in the EU, which gives the EU so, the power to correct. Oxford University worked on it. Right. AstraZeneca is a Swedish company. It was made in AstraZeneca's labs in Sweden yeah. in Sweden right um okay. now the this whole thing just quick thing doesn't is that paint the EU in a very good light it doesn't and France backs this 
Uh, Germany doesn't and is saying that it's a very dangerous precedent. Yeah. Mm. Um, Just quickly on that as well as another another kind of um, side note thing. I think it's kind of hilarious that post-Brexit, which I was very much on the side of the EU, it's making the EU look like they're having a bit of a mental breakdown after yep. the whole breakup thing. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of funny. A little bit. but I, <laughs> A little bit stress-eddy. <laughs> I think that a part of this is because... Um, not just because of Brexit. But also the UK, despite the number of cases and the fact that the South African strain, which entered the UK, is in Europe being called the British strain, not the South African strain. Um, the fact that the UK, which were the first country to take the punt on a vaccine which the EU chose not to do mm. for safety reasons, just to make sure someone else could be the guinea pig. Mm. It's going well for the UK. And the EU then went, well, why do they get to be doing well? We want to do well. And it's like, well, because they got in first because you didn't want to, dickheads. Well, I think the EU's just floundering at the moment because yes. we were talking about it the other night with my family. And it's basically, they rely on tourism as an industry. A mm-hmm. lot of the EU countries are quite poor. Yeah. Mm. Um, they basically summer is where they thrive which Mm -hmm. is why a lot of countries like italy and greece both opened their borders Mm. for summer yes they didn't get as much tourism that they as they were hoping for obviously a lot of people have shut their borders um but the little tourism that they did brought massive waves of coronavirus yes (laughs) so (laughs) they're a bit in the shit show at the moment so i'm not Mm. unsurprised by this but um i personally just like to imagine the conversation just quickly between scomo and the head of astrazeneca like whenever you have you ever ordered something online mm. and it get doesn't get delivered and i live in an area where yeah there you go i had a present ordered for bianca and it didn't arrive for like ages mm. um but like mine my post gets stolen a lot because of the area i live in mm. and i kind of like want to imagine scomo calling astrazeneca like i call as oz post going I need a refund because mm. I didn't receive my problem, my product, <laughs> and that's not my problem. I, I ticked very clearly. Do not leave it outside. Yeah. And he's like, I t- I told them not to leave it in Italy. I knew what those fuckers were going to do. Yeah. You, and you, it's gone missing. <laughs> give me my thing. Send give me, me my money lot. back. Send, send it more or give me my money back. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, thing. it's I between can, you and your delivery man. Absolutely. I want mine. That's, that's got to be what the conversation was. Um, question: Are you guys getting the jab? Yes. Yeah. Easy because um. <laughs> Are you getting the jab? Yeah, what? of course. You thought we were going to go, no, no, Susie Q. No, no, because I just want to keep going to the fact that anti-vaxxers aren't getting the jab. And they're quite happy the fact that we didn't get all the AstraZeneca because they're like, we don't want the jab. <laughs> yeah. Look, people that don't want your jab, just just bring them to me. And then when you get desperate, I'll sell them back to you. So yeah. did you guys know that anti-vaxxer movement can be dated back? to the very first vaccination no i didn't know this but i uh, look i'm not surprised by that but at the same time i'm surprised that this kind of movement can kind of be traced back to it it's not fascinating how stupidity evolves with the vaccines so let me explain to you the first bit of anti-vaxxer movement please 1790 smallpox hits europe funnily enough it hits europe again um and it originated in china which again (laughs) that's kind of weird i didn't even think about until now 400,000 people died in one year, 1790. Um, Natural selection. People who didn't die, um, they were blinded and disfigured. Um, In the 1790s, they actually looked at China because China had already survived most of this. They were like... Well, they were mostly kind of immune, weren't they? They were. And that's because the Chinese healers realized that if they 
which is really gross. They scraped the smallpox, like, uh, scabs. Oh. <laughs> um, they turned it into a powder and they blew it up the, pa- the healthy patient's noses. <laughs> Isn't that just what you dream of, Philip? Um, sometimes, scabs. sometimes they would, like, oh. give you a tiny little scratch on your arm. Yeah. And they'd rub the powdered scab into the wound. Oh, God. Isn't that just cause for other issues? Well, Spat yes. Infection. So this is this is variolation. <laughs> it's not exactly the same as vaccination. Right. Um, what the hell's variolation? Vari- vari- exactly what I said. A, you just expose yourself on to a tiny version of the a dead version oh. of the virus. Oh, okay. Which a scab is a dead version but of the just, virus. But okay, yes. Okay. Um, Don't people die from that shit? Well, <laughs> that's the you thing. Die from having someone else's scab rubbed into you. That's the Isn't thing. That like blood issues. The vax their variolation causes has a higher mortality rate than vaccination. So right, people Whoa. there was a higher chance that you might die from variolation, but the survival rate of people if you got uh, smallpox so was gone, a lot okay. higher. So going through this thing. If you, you survived were, it, if you survived, you were which about ninety percent of them did. You're very mm. unlikely to get smallpox. However, this if had a higher chance of killing you than than vaccines you, do right. now. Okay, yeah, so maybe. vaccines, the chances of it killing you is like less than one percent. But what's the and movement? it's only if you have a but, but allergy. How did that cause so, movement? after all this, smallpox gets to America, right? Massachusetts. There's a man called Cotton Mather who real finds out about the fact that what a name you can do Cotton this. Mather. Cotton Mather. He was what a Puritan. A That's all I know about him. Cotton Mather. Cotton Mather. Sounds like he's got cotton mouth. Probably. <laughs> um, so Mather. he found out about virulation and he was like, this is brilliant. Let's just all get the smallpox scabs, rub it into each other's wounds. Right. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> protesters threw bricks through his window and called him a child killer. This is the first time we know about. But on what basis did they call him a child, uh, a child killer? On the basis that they were like, you're going to kill our children by rubbing smallpox into them. Which is a fair assumption, because they didn't really know about science back then. To be honest, if someone told me, you will never get sick if you just rub this little bit of infection into your arm with but, no but prior Bianca, knowledge of Bianca, this. what you're saying is, but what's interesting is that you're saying, no, you're fair enough. They did, we didn't, didn't have science back then. Science exists now and people are still as stupid as this. Well, here's the thing. So... The anti-vax movement because kept going. Because it is stupidity. Um, a Scottish doctor in 1976 actually created a vaccine against the smallpox by using a similar but milder disease called cowpox. By 1800, over a 100,000 people across Europe were vaccinated. In the same year, the first bit of anti- <laughs> anti-vax propaganda was depicted in a French newspaper um, in, as a cartoon of two men wielding a giant syringe and pulling a monster behind them as a group of children ran terror. So this is the first bit of anti-vax propaganda we had. Why are they allowed this into the... I think this is the problem, is that a movement like this can start from something if... Not a government body, but if some sort of organization, take News Corp, for example, Mm. get on board with this kind of ridiculously crazy thing, you give confidence to someone whose opinion is so stupid that therefore their opinion is equal to fact. Kind of like what Ricky Gervais says. So with social media, I didn't want to go through all the anti-vax movement over the last yeah. three hundred years, but 
speaking of stupid, one that I found hilarious mm. in a very sad way. Um, one of the main movement, one of the main leaders of the early 20th century anti-vax movement, she was around in the 1920s, 1930s, mm. it's Laura Little. Um, she blamed her son's death on the smallpox vaccine um, and not the diphtheria that he had a tr- contracted six months after he, after he received the smallpox vaccination. No relation there. And the doctors said he died because you did not treat his diphtheria. What's diphtheria? Uh, it's kind of, it's just like a really bad infection, I'm assuming. Like, it's not a disease. I know it's an infection. Right. But anyway, he got a really bad but case of it. But that's just stupidity then. Why would you think about the fact that he got no, a vaccine no, no. and now he has diphtheria? But this is my point. And he died from the, the vaccine. Are you kidding me? So I think that's a really great example because the reason why the anti-vax movement exploded in the last 30 years mm. is because of a 1998 study mm. by a British gastroenterologist, which according to Wiki is like a doctor who works on organs from the mouth to the anus. That's the definition. Hey, hey was he? Uh, he's sphincter to sphincter. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. It's both sphincters. Um, The doctor's name is Andrew Wakefield Very, very famous He published a report in the peer-reviewed medical journal Called The Lancet And he said the MMR vaccine Specifically Which is the measles, mumps and rubella MMR MMR? MRR MMR MMR. Which one is it? Measles, Measles, mumps and rubella He said this vaccine in particular Caused autism and bowel disease in infants With what proof? Well between 98 and 2004, hundreds of researchers tried to reproduce his study. None succeeded. And then what a shock. an investigation by the Sunday Times revealed that he fabricated all the evidence. Mm. So a newspaper went and investigated because they were like, why is it that only... What, for what gain did this guy have to be such a fucking idiot? Well, funnily enough, I, I didn't tell you guys about this well, earlier when we were talking time. about all this. He actually had his own vaccine that he'd created. Um, He wanted to make his own vaccine. So I think his idea and the reason why it was specifically the MMR vaccine, he had a vaccine for that stuff stuff and he wanted to think. So he was trying to, he was trying to say this one's shit, have mine. But then all evidence of that disappeared on his behalf. It was just then became like a bit of a rumor. Yeah. It was just a very weird thing. But he, by the time all of this happened he was actually banned from practicing medicine in the uk um but by that point he'd already moved to america and doubled down down on his anti-vax claims and made a propaganda film in 2016 yeah called um vaxxed from cover up to catastrophe Hmm. and in the same year that he renounced um premiered that film he attended the previous administration's inauguration ball he was a massive fan of the previous administration and the previous administration was a massive fan of him. I'm not surprised. I just find that completely sick that someone did something like this and it's still a thing. Surely if he's made enough money from this this idea, which is still the idea today, and what I can't believe is that this is the main argument for anti-vaxxers today, is this like it causes aut- autism in children, which is completely unfounded and all the reports they give and all the evidence they give is YouTube videos and shit. Like, I I just can't believe that this proven fabrication is the source of their content. And that's what annoys me when it comes back to this thing of fact versus fiction or fact versus opinion. 
that's not fair that what they deem as fact isn't proven fact and then mm. they're willing to debate the the sources which you can prove something as fact. The lasting the effect of it is so damaging. It's so damaging, but but again, it it doesn't just damage the the, the fact that children's are children are at risk because their parents are dumb shits. Mm. It that their parents' arrogance um, and willing to willingness to debate the method to prove something as fact is up for discussion. When it's not. I remember reading a Reddit thread a few years ago about a mum who went to an anti-vaxxer group on Reddit because she was freaking out because her daughter was vaccinating her child. So as a grandmother, she's freaking out for her grandchild. And all these people on on the page are patting her on the back. It's okay. It's okay that your daughter has strayed and that she believes in these evil things and... And the, the daughter had grown up to get herself vaccinated and was then vaccinating her child. Absolutely. There was another case on Reddit of this kid who was like 15 and found out when he was 15 that he was not vaccinated. Yeah. Mm. And he was horrified. Yeah. And he asked his parents to get vaccinated and they're like, no, we can't. But then like, I think he made a thing of when he turned 18 and it was a big deal on Reddit when he was 18 he announced um yeah i went and got vaccinated he he just went by himself and his parents mm. were so upset with him yeah but um did you guys know that in australia the highest rate of unvaccinated kids is in mullumbimby where i i did this i, I heard about this i heard about uh, it on um on um like four corners of, yeah something like that <laughs> it's something ridiculous it weirdly makes sense but is deeply disappointing so, 52% of the children in Mullumbimby are vaccinated as of 2019. Um, the national average is 92. These are statistics, by the way, from the New South Wales Nurse and Midwife Association. Mm. Um, but yeah, so only 52% of the things. And I watched this documentary about it today. It's like a 10-minute documentary. It might be the way you heard it from. And there was this woman on it. I just remember there's there's some person who was like a doctor in the town or something like that was like a leader of, or a spokesperson for this group or something like that, all about this idea of not worrying about. And again, there's a doctor who was a doctor of not medicine. Well, in this so one, not a doctor. In this, in <laughs> not the, a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> in this um, particular one, there was this woman with like giant long dreads yeah. in her hair, and there was another woman who was like growing up in Mullumbimby you if you know you were sick with anything yeah someone had like a tincture or like a herbal medicine to heal you the witch doctor yeah and she was like it was only when i became a nurse did i realize how weird that was mm. um and she's now she used to be an anti-vaxxer and then she's now became a nurse and was like i'm a vaccinator now but then the lady with dreads she was i just I was telling Carmen in the car. Well, there's your answer. I wanted to spin her around by her dreads and just throw her into that Sydney Harbour and hope that whatever diseases live in there, because we all know there's hundreds of diseases in Sydney yes. Harbour, just all attack her at once. Right before she hits one of the mines that are sitting in the bottom of the harbour. She said the most stupid thing. She was like, I got one of my kids vaccinated. I didn't know why. It was just because it's my first child and I was told that it was the done thing. But then 
he just started crying and it was because of the toxins that they put no, in him and he was hurts. so upset and he was just crying and i knew i'd done the wrong thing and children cry when they're hurt and a needle does hurt and, and the then forgets about it and they start crying because they remembered they're crying and then she's like and i know that the government's just not telling us things and you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've never been to the meetings. They're all very fundamentalist. <laughs> and I've an never really read anything about it. Except so she's for a this. new age anti-vaxxer. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I've never really read anything about it, but I just feel they're wrong. And I'm like... But unfortunately, it's in the name. I remember reading... It's um, like an this... agnostic versus an atheist. <laughs> exactly. I, I remember reading this thing online where someone was talking about how they... They no longer wanted to be referred to as an anti-vaxxer because of the connotations that come along with it. It's like <laughs> the that connotations is... that come with it are literally the fact that you don't want to get your kids vaccinated for stupid reasons and you can't actually answer why you don't want to get them vaccinated. And they were like, no, 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 no. I just, there's a stigma. Yes, there is a stigma that you're a fucking bad parent. And I, I just be I'm... like, are you getting your kids vaccinated? No. So you're an anti-vaxxer. No, no, no. That comes with I'm the not stigma. Antifa. I'm just anti-fascism. Yeah, like... <laughs> fucking... It's just stupidity. Ridiculous. I think it's all just a bit ridiculous. And I think it's all just such a joke, to be honest. The whole yeah. thing. The whole idea of anti-vax. What about the protests? I think the protests are ridiculous. I think protests that I've seen... Um, there's that guy um, who's My Kitchen Rules. Uh, not Chris Evans. Not Chris Evans, which I normally say. I mean, it's Pete Evans. Pete Evans, um, he... What he is, he's famous for activating your nuts, your almonds. Um, <laughs> basically, he's nuts. Um, he Smooth. is also the guy <laughs> that... Um, he happened to be helping to sell a $15,000 light box... Um, and therefore he was spruiking to all of his anti- anti-vaxxer movement friends um, and fans, of which there are, are a lot of, of which we went to maybe a place of education with one. Um, Actually with a few. There's a couple a more in that. Yeah. Um, fans oh, of this God. guy. Um, uh, this guy was uh, spruiking this as a cure for COVID and um, suggesting people buy this $15,000 thing. Somehow we got to cut with it. It's amazing what people would, will advertise and from his website. From, from his website, um, but basically, yeah, he's been leading um, some of the movements um, around anti-vax and um, stopping you from having to have the vaccination before you can go, go return to work, kind of thing. Um, look, I, I think that it, as annoying as it is, there's also a link to five G tower. Um, towers being pulled down because people think that 5G gives you COVID or something something totally illogical. Wait, are stupid. they being pulled down? No, no. People are pulling them down. Oh, yeah. Because okay. people yeah, think yeah, they're yeah, idiots. Because people are fucking stupid and are going to use 5G to Google does 5G give me, um, give me I, bloody I think the stupidest COVID. thing about the 5G thing is the first country to get South uh, 5G networks was South Korea. The the last country in Asia to get coronavirus was South Korea. No, no, but you're looking at it all wrong. What are you doing there is using facts. I don't like that. (laughs) Don't use facts because that just really doesn't support my message. I also just realized the irony while you were talking about it of the Mm. fact that Pete Evans was like, there's no proof that vaccines work. It's just all a big lie. Buy this lie that I say works. 
that don't, no one else can prove works. Don't don't trust the government. Trust the guy selling you a fifteen thousand dollar light box that has more chance of curing you. Yes. Got a question for both of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you think that they have a point because about the fact? Do you think anti-vaxxers have a point about the fact that there's going to be stuff set up like no jab, you can't go back to work, or no jab, no. you can't go to fee? Because what's to stop the government from forcing us to take other meds? Um, um, no, I, I totally, I to, look, I, I, cause that, that's the argument they're using. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's the only part of any sort of argument they have that I think is any way, um, a valid, a, yeah. And, and, and a valid or an acceptable discussion. Yeah. That is something that is an acceptable discussion because I know that a lot of the time, like in the U S for example, a lot of the discussion comes down to this idea of, um, you know freedom of choice when it comes yeah, to what goes like, into hey, your body and, and hey look we're one small step away from um hitler telling us what to do and us you know hating jews because hitler told us this and then this and then this and then this and then we forgot what we were doing kind of thing but i think that that's an incorrect um argument because that's not how it works and there's a lot of other things that play at the time and that's not the situation we find ourselves in so that's an invalid argument and so i think that that's just i think it's totally rubbish um, and I also think that um, anti-vaxxers using some sort of, you know, acceptable point as discussion starter is ridiculous because all they're doing is just trying to make us give in to their ridiculous demands, which are falsified um, facts and lack of subst- uh, substance, basically. So I think that, no, despite that point, I think they're wrong. True. I think that if it did get to that point, it wouldn't necessarily be the thing that people should be up in arms about more than any other issue. Mm-hmm. When, when I think about things that the government has mandated over the last few years, for you to be able to access um, government services such as Medicare or Centrelink and things like that, it's no longer as straightforward as filling out forms. You now need to be able to have an internet connection because most of those services have now moved online. And for you to get your benefits paid out, you need to be able to access an online account. You can do a portion of it still over the phone, but walking into a Centrelink office is no longer as simple as it used to be. And Mm -hmm. certainly to get a a Medicare refund, Mm. it's not walking into medicare like it used to be you need to be able to have it direct into your bank account correct so situations like that where people have to get their money they've all had to learn to adapt this is half a dozen different companies coming up with a vaccine for a global pandemic and Mm. the country is going right in the best interest of the entire country correct we could propose that if you want to return to your workplace yes. and be around the vast majority who would all like to be part of this, then you should take a precautionary measure. Yeah. This I- isn't, we're stopping you from such and such because exactly. we can. Exactly. This is a necessity. I just think it's a bit ridiculous that historically we have evidence that shows, you know, there was a smallpox outbreak. They created a vaccine. And the smallpox smallpox stopped. stopped. Polio. We've had polio outbreak. Disappeared. And now, thanks to anti-vaxxers, 
polio is returning. Yes. Yeah, polio is returning. We also almost eradicated measles. Yep. We were actually very close to eradicating measles. And then anti uh, this 1998 Andrew Wakefield thing came out and now we have po- measles again. Yep. Thanks to him, we had to go get our shots all through school. There are things like... Um, Idiot. Obviously, the flu, which we can't exactly make a vaccine for because the strain changes so rapidly. Mm. Um, But, you know, this is something that we've created a vaccine for. Yes, it's still... I'm not going to lie. The fact that it was pushed through so rapidly and that there are... uh, Like, I think one country paused the... Um, rollout this week. I can't remember which one. It was one of the Scandi countries mm-hmm. because of the fact that the vaccine could possibly have caused blood clots. Um, there was about 20 people who received the vaccine who all re- had blood clots that week. They're not sure why. That's worrisome to me because, you know, they've only tested these vaccines on a small amount of people. However, the benefit outweighs the risk by a long shot yeah i don't and i think there's been so many people working on this over the last couple of years or the last couple of years sorry the last couple of months you got to risk it because we can't leave our houses i'd like to travel again and if it means i've got to have the vaccine it means the world has to have the vaccine so be it. I, I'm, I mean, I'm cool with that. I, I mean, again, yep. again, considering the fact that my partner, who's overseas in the UK, um, is is literally unable to be here and I'm unable to be with them because a bunch of complete fucking idiots can't understand the idea of having a vaccine. Well, not not only them, obviously, there are other issues at play. But hmm. you know, going forward, the only thing preventing that from being the case is are these people. I think it's also absolutely stupid that the same amount of people who say, I'm not going to get the vaccine are the exact same people who are like, I'm not going to wear the mask. Fine. If you don't want the vaccine, wear the mask, then wear the fucking mask. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You have to admit that one of them is stopping the virus. Yeah. And it is a deadly virus that is highly contagious. Mm. We are, we have some benefits in Australia that the fact that we could lock down our borders Mm. and keep it out. Yeah. Keep it out. It's an Island. We still have a ridiculous amount of COVID in our um, water, mm. our, our grey water. Mm. No one knows where it's from. No one knows who has it. There are people still getting untested. Mm. I don't know what to do anymore, but I think anti-vaxxers are just fucking the job for everyone. Yep. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us now on to our sick Kent of the week. Um, obviously next week we will have um, a little bit more on coronavirus for you and a little bit more on uh, Justice League but now is our sick end of the week and um, we have some nominees unless before we get to that does Jeroni have any other statements you'd like to make in the meantime look or do you want to have a think about a final statement I'll I'll get to that after after we get to the sick end of the week now look we've got a nomination of Chris Evans, and honestly, I don't think he can be a sick Kent of the week until he gets coronavirus. For now, he's just a Kent. Yeah, a total Kent. Was yep. it Chris Evans or Pete Evans? 
Did you say Pete Evans or Chris Evans? It's got Chris Evans written on it. I said I wrote Chris Evans because Phil said Chris Evans and I just wanted to see who would say it. So thank you for saying it. Did you say Pete and Chris Evans? I said Chris. Yeah, yeah, because then it has Pete? it has the reason why written afterwards. The fifteen k light box. It's the fifteen k light box. Yep. I just wanted to see if anyone would pick it up or not. And I didn't because I was like, I, I read. I'm that. just Im- I'm just impressed that none of us looked at the prompt uh, that said anti tax. <laughs> oh no, I had to stop and laugh at one point. <laughs> There's so m- There's the autocorrect <laughs> was going wild on anti vax and turning it into anti tax. I did enjoy that. Like uh, Pete Evans. You're an absolute Kent. Chris Evans, on the other hand, we love you. Yep. Just saying. Um, or, uh, Bianca, you had a fantastic nominee for us this right week. Right before we started recording, I finished watching Quanda Q&A. Yeah. Um, and Hamish McDonald, for some reason, was being a complete dick this week. And every time Christina Keneally tried to talk, he'd just talk over her. And it was just really... Freaking rude. Um, and he would let the other guy whose name, I can't remember, it's Sejelan or something, Zed something. He's mm. a minister, a liberal minister. Um, he'd let him talk, but he'd talk over Christina Keneally and Christina Keneally had enough and she just kept talking and was just like, wait, and kept going and did me proud. Everyone in the audience was like cheering every time she spoke it was quite good um i highly recommend this week's episode of q a if anyone's no, watching watch it. it's frustrating at some points because yeah. you're just like i don't know why hamish mcdonald mm. would not just let her speak and would constantly interrupt it was annoying but yeah christina keneally I, owned I think, him i think that she'll be our second of the week then agreed hopefully yeah. she'll be our prime minister one day but that's just me well, well, she used to be our premier in New South Wales. Oh, yeah, she did. She isn't she now a federal minister there? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Like yeah, that. so yeah. hopefully she, or at least in the Senate or something. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Christina Keneally for being this week's sick Kent of the week. Now I know Philip, you've tried to give me some suggestions on ways to weave in <laughs> characters like Norbert and Daggett and Angelica and Reptar and God knows. Uh, I was waiting. Or as I, think I was waiting. Gerald. When we talked about anti-vaxxer mums, yeah, I was waiting for you to throw in Dee because yeah. she was definitely an well, anti-vaxxer. She was speaking to Dr. Lipschitz. Oh, what a dick! Look, I I had planned in my head to tell Philip that he could get an Uber or he could switch to Dee today, but <laughs> but I. I I do get that, but that was just going a little too simply into it. But look, for those of you that have been waiting for me to weave in the likes of Tommy and Chucky and Arnold, I think... And Gerald. I I did mention Gerald just before. He did. Did you? Yes, because I said Lionel or Gerald, because I keep thinking Lionel for some reason. But I think I have now hit the limit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're still putting the little X's on, but yes. I know I've said them all now. <laughs> Thank you for a brilliant challenge. So wait, quickly, all the names. Cat, Dog, Dee Dee, Phil, Tommy, Chucky, Helga, Arnold, Ren, Stimpy, Gerald, Susie, Reptar, you have not said. Rawr. Heifer, I was... Rocco, Angelica, Norbert, Daggett, Spunky, and Spike. I was trying to find a way to say Reptar. There you go. 
20 done. I was trying to find a way to... <laughs> I was, what? We didn't set that as a thing. We just had, he had, to, he had to weave it in. I was trying to find a way to say two words where one word ended with rep and then the next word began with tar. You know what oh. I would have I spent about five minutes trying to come up with something. You know what I would have accepted is if you said... Um, if you had said um, something along the lines of Pete Evans, for example, did... did did, did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? I was so hooked on on the, on the Uber Didi thing that I didn't think of any other possibilities. Uh, <laughs> Even I'm when you're gonna... typing it, I'm like, no, no, don't ruin my car my car share thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't perfect. No, but what is but on this show? the panic on your face as we started telling <laughs> you what your it. punishment is. I think that was punishment enough. I think I think um, Drew I think has I'm, been sufficiently punished I, I, for I Trump. Yes! Oh my god! Yes! You're gonna have so much fun punishing yes. me next week. There we go. Yeah, get to oh, the thing. On that god. note though, I think it's time to end. Thank you everyone. Bring on next week. Yeah. Thank you.